I think Roland O'Gara could be managing the Cork Hurlers, the Irish soccer team. He could be managing anything. He's got the X factor. To win two Champions Cups with a club that doesn't really have that much of a history in the game. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. OTB AM and on the back pages of uh, plenty of the papers this morning, some uh, some beautiful images of the Munster celebrations after winning the URC. The first trophy for Munster in 12 years. Uh, back at the Irish Daily Mail there, Munster Facebook salute their heroes. Lovely sunny evening in Thoman Park. Uh, plenty of sunglasses, I'm sure hiding some tired and possibly hungover eyes from uh, a multitude of the, the Monster players and well deserved thousands of Monster fans in the in, in Thoma Park. We actually have a video here, this is from the Monster Rugby official Instagram account and captures just some of the uh, celebrations last night. Have a look. We're going to keep the mics up. Look at that, lads. Yeah, that is pretty class. Isn't it? Got the weather as well. Mm. Going back a long time, Quinny Franklin, like what we're talking, twelve years. Like any scenes like this in Thomas Park, we going back a long time. Yeah, it's um, it's it wasn't expected, Johnny. Mm. I think. Um, what odds would you have gotten at the start of the season? Leinster win nothing, and Munster win more than they do. I don't know. It'd be a bit mm. crazy, really, but. Um, Unexpected, but it probably makes it a little bit more sweeter. You know, they've been in a couple of finals since since 2011, 12 season, and um, 2017. I thought they'd win it against mm. the Scarlets. They were in a strong position there. They were pretty uh, showed a bit of good bit of form in the build up to that, and in Europe as well. And they got walloped by the Scarlets 2015 against Glasgow and Belfast again. Optimism there. You can beat Glasgow. Glasgow were brilliant, blew them away. And, and I think two two years ago against Leinster, when there was no crowds, mm. <coughs> um, they were dominated. They never fired a shot in that game. That was actually a very frustrating one for me. Two years ago, I was I was at the game. There was no crowds, and um, it was probably in the manner the manner in which they played. Yeah. And I think if you take some of those players out now, who maybe were playing or involved, and and you ask them to separate. Um, what's different now and, and you know is it more enjoyable I'd mm. say it's it's like night and day really because in that final they never fired a shot their box kicking a lot um, no expansive style to their game no of course they're trying their hearts out and they're trying to contain a Leinster side that day and but you look at Saturday and you think God even when they went behind um you always felt that they were you feel, there. Yeah, you feel that they feel now that they can they can hurt oppositions. They can go after them. Um, so the way they've attacked all season has been remarkable. I think the start is well documented. When you lose five of your first seven games in any mm. league or any sport, um, you're not you're not being considered Probably, as a league yeah. contender. So yeah, the I think as well. And, and the players and coaches have acknowledged it remarkably well. Um, the fans have been through a lot of torment, and you know they keep spending the money and they keep going and travelling. You were in Cape Town. What, what, like, what was the atmosphere was like amongst the market? Yeah, it was remarkable. It was, um, it was amazing to see so many there and and so vocal, um, and just the excitement and the, the passion they showed. And you know, it was. I just had a, it had a real surreal feeling about it. Um, the weather was horrendous there on Thursday. It was lashing rain all day, 
but people were jovial and confident and we had um you know we had an event on Friday night where where some of the Munster party came in the coaches and it was a lovely event and it, you just had a sense that they were going to kind of die with their boots on. They were going to throw everything at it. And you feel, there's a different feel about this group and this mm-hmm. players. So they've built something. They deserve the credit themselves between the coaches and the players. And, you know, anyone who coaches a team, you know, and I always say to my own son, it's about togetherness. And, and you know, that's the remarkable thing about sport is, is sometimes you may not be the best and most skillful and most talented group. And I, I'm not saying that to be any way disrespectful, but their collective recently has been phenomenal and they've been really brought together by the challenges of, of going away. Like six, seven weeks ago, we're looking at doom and gloom. Um, Glasgow, Wallopham and Thoman Park, they're 29-0 down at half-time. There's a nearly silence. Um, they needed to win that game at the time. We're thinking it's a home game to get into the playoffs. Maybe looking at top four, which would be a brilliant return. Top four scenario... Be knocked out in the playoffs and qualify for Europe. A lot of boxes ticked, yeah. new coaching team, progress made, safety and kind of Champions League qualification for next season. Uh, they lose that game. Um, it's doom and gloom. You're heading to South Africa. You're going playing the Stormers, the current champions of the Sharks who walloped them uh, in the Champions Cup. And you're thinking, whoa. Um, Trouble. We're in trouble here. We could be 7th or 8th here in the league and then 7th or 8th possibly wasn't making Europe. 8th didn't make Europe because of the um, the uh, pool qualifications from, from the other countries. And uh, So it wasn't looking good. So they, what they did is they had to kind of really galvanise, um, pull together, obviously had to play as well. And they learned a lot from the, the trip to the Sharks, really about not mm-hmm. being loose, making sure you stop their mall at source, trying to get your set piece better than what it was, uh, breakdown issues. Like, if you go to that Sharks game in the Champions Cup and you look at the the difference in the breakdown to Saturday night, my God, it was just phenomenal. Even watching the, ball, the game back, like, every single player in the field, their energy and reaction yeah. to clean out a Stormers player if if there's a poacher coming in or if there's a danger, even the counter rocking to be so strong in their position, their body language. So it's remarkable. And I think they're the things that I look back on when I watch the game again. Um, Jack Crowley going in cleaning out breakdowns, like one player at times, like just being so strong. Gavin Coombs there. You know, he blocks down Manny Libok at the end of the game. Mm. Uh, 73rd minute. Yeah. Like, Again, these are little things that you can take out of work rate, honesty, passion, desire, stuff that I've always said is an integral part of the jersey and I still believe that and I'll never change. I'm not saying I was perfect with it all the time. I wasn't. I was often, you know, and needed to, you know, you need to get the emotion right. But I just see Gavin Coombs and people have questioned him at times. Is he going to be good enough? Does he have the minerals uh, to step up and challenge? Well, I tell you, in recent weeks, he has shown some balls, yeah, answer some questions. fire, some passion. You know the carries, the cleanouts, just the work off the ball, and that's—I'm sure that's what the Irish coaches have told him. This is the stuff you need to get better at. That thing about the the Sharks game and and Munster's improvement since the South African teams seem to have brought the the rest of the teams in the URC to another level. Well, they've made sure that if you're. They're literally saying to the South African teams, if you come in a little bit airy-fairy and you're a bit off it, 
we're going to smash you wide open. So they make you really focus. And that, I, when I said I was a big learning point in the Champions Cup, Munster were just getting counter-rooked. They were getting driven off the ball. They were getting turned over. You know, loose ball, try, <coughs> concession, all that kind of stuff. Um, the the accuracy and the detail around their breakdown recently has been superb. You know, the, the, like, as I said, if you watch the game back, some of the clean-outs, the possession, the way they've held on to the ball. One of the stats going into, into the, the final was, uh, again, and it's... It's remarkable. Munster have had the most rocks in the URC this year. Right. Again, if you're not scoring, does it really matter if you're holding on to the ball? But they've shown and proved that um, they're trying to play and they're they're trying to go at teams. And there's multiple multiple rock situations where they're they're just holding on to the ball. So they've improved r- remarkably. And there's players here that I I genuinely. And I think they can understand it too. Some people would have questioned: Are they good enough for this mm-hmm. level? Do they have what it takes to challenge, you know, and step up against other international players, particularly in Europe? Um, but that URC scenario, that's as close, that's, you're getting up there now to test match level. The intensity of that game was was unbelievable. So there's a lot of them have really given themselves a real shot in the arm as regards putting their hands up for selection maybe today when Andy Farrell names his squad. Mm-hmm. But also uh, kind of telling people, you know, I have it. I can do something here. There's certain parts of my game need to be better, but I think you know the real fundamentals are that that energy and that accuracy around. You look at someone like Gary Ringrose, just the way what a natural yeah. talent. But you look at Gary Ringrose's biggest strengths nowadays. There's all that defensive work. It's the tackling. It's the cleaning out of breakdowns. And I think some of these players, monster players, are starting to realize this is. Okay, I can be nice and skillful and I can do well, but this is the stuff that I can really get better at. And they've shown it. Gavin Coombe's a prime example, a wonderful player, very talented, unbelievably big, powerful, biggest strength, scores loads of tries. But honestly, see him the other day cleaning breakdowns out, knocking two Stormers guys away from the ball. You know, they had Dion Free playing, they picked him for a reason. He's the turnover machine. I'm not sure he got one turner. I don't think yeah. he get got any in the game. So their accuracy around the breakdown was phenomenal. You know the way they held on to that ball in the first half. You know I've criticised Munster before, Shane. Um, I've got flack for it. You've I, had and, to this and, season. And it isn't a kind of a sub story scenario that I'm looking for anything back from it. I, I, it, they've frustrated me. They've frustrated some of the other Munster fans, and some of it maybe over the top some of it justified whatever people's views are on that and, and I got no pleasure in, in any way out of that I love Munster and they're my team and when you play that long for me you don't, it doesn't ever change um, I watched the Kevin Moran programme last night on RT about Manchester United and I was just going yeah it's you know the way he goes back and it's in you whatever your team is your team you that's it and um, but I think what we've seen in the last seven or eight months really has given the whole organisation a shot in the arm and the coaches have been central to that. On that, do you think that like the players bought into Roundtree even at the start and they were like, OK, we're changing something here, let's trust him and there was a togetherness there where they felt that they were on a journey where this will improve? Yeah, I was always pro giving Raymond Roundtree the job because um, I think he, he obviously was there with the last group of of coaches, but I think he he's a people's guy as well. Mm. You know what I mean. He's really connected with the fans and that stuff. He he's making a lot of effort to to kind of engage fan engagement and stuff like that. He knows 
the similarities with his club Leicester and <coughs> he had bat- great battles with them in Europe over the years and he feels that that's an important part of it which it is you know the Munster fans have been phenomenal and the way they travel again but I think he's done a great job I think he obviously gets the players and they respect him even you know throughout the whole season it's been a very happy camp and it's not necessarily that they've been winning all the time. Mm. The start of this the competition, Johnny, five losses and seven, and the two wins out of that were one against um, Zebra with down in Cork, and they scored three tries, yeah. and it was very underwhelming uh, performance. And the other one was the Bulls in Thomond Park, which was better, but you know there's been some really disappointing ones at the starts. So, you know, they after they beat the Bulls, they lost to Leinster, and then at home to Ulster, and. You're thinking the doom and gloom is back a little bit, but um, there's no by no means are they finished their article or anything. And and the reality here is, you know, Leinster opened the door here, yeah, and Munster went right through it. <laughs> you know, w- was it was it November in Parky Cueve? That South Africa A match was that the turning point? I, I was there for that, and I did commentary for that game. And I really think I I saw. Do you know the way sometimes you get a feeling that there's something there that mm. needs to be tapped into, and. Um, I just saw them. A re- I saw the start of a culmination of maybe what they were trying to do on the training pitch was starting to come into fruition. A bit of a togetherness. You have two wingers who've played all season, uh, mostly Nash and Daly, and they've been outstanding. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, it was so brilliant to see Keith coming off the bench and being involved. A couple of weeks ago in the Stormers, we thought his career was done and over with the injury and that he wouldn't come back and play for Munster. I was, everyone was so delighted to get on the field and be involved. Um, but the two wingers this year have been absolutely brilliant. Coming in off their wings, being playmakers. We're crying out for that for a couple of years. Um, but that South African game, and I, I think Shane Daly scored in that match as well, they were, they were. It was the start of something, and the evidence is there, given the results. Because um, they following week to beat Connacht um, at home. Yeah. They then went to Edinburgh the start of December. All Edinburgh had all their internationals back from the November internationals, and I was gone. It's going to be a tough one if you picked up something here, even a losing bonus point. They have to scramble for every point yeah. now, given the start they had. They beat Edinburgh thirty eight seventeen, and that one is not be, is not talked about a lot. But I think that's up there. I know Edinburgh have had a very topsy turvy season, but there was so many Scottish internationals in that team that night, and Munster were brilliant. They then went to North. Uh, they, then they they lost at home to Toulouse in the Champions Cup eighteen thirteen, which was um, you know a bit of a hammer blow from. Um, they could have easily won that game in Thomond Park, but then they went to Northampton. Um, one away there at home at Christmas. I think the Leinster one was right there from to win. Yeah. And uh, but Leinster were brilliant to get the result. They beat them twenty nineteen, and then they go to Belfast. The one in Belfast mm-hmm. is talked about a fair bit. Um, the try late on to win that game. So they've shown a lot of character and fight. Um, so that that does obviously it comes from players within, but it also comes from coaches giving you confidence. And you know Andy Kiriakou. Mike Prendergast and Dennis Leamy, um, they've done a great job. You know, there's a smile on the players' faces and they've got progressively better throughout the season. Mm. I remember talking to, um, you know, to, to Prendy after the Glasgow game and they were in shock as well a few weeks ago. But 
I think part and parcel of, and people probably look what what's the pivotal moment here. Maybe it's that Glasgow game. Yeah. Maybe it's they had their off night that they kind of turned up to the game and thought, you know, we've been on a nice little run here. We've we've a chance now. We beat Glasgow. And we've a, you know, we're safe. We don't have to get Anton really in South Africa. Then if we get five points here against Glasgow. They got to kick up the backside, didn't they? You yeah. know, a real wake-up call. And um, you know, you talk about emotion and attitude and having that. It can happen. Any team, mm. really good teams, even have that moment during the season that they were just not at it. And it's that word you use there, togetherness. When you talk about the even the link between the players and the fans, almost was a disconnect before the South Africa A game or before that. You put up a great tweet last night, and we were talking about scenes <laughs> in in, uh, in Thoman Park yesterday. You said, "If anyone spots my mum in Thoman Park tonight, tell her to go home." She's only back from Cape Town this morning and on the terror again. She told me earlier that she was very tired of going to bed early and then I get sent pictures of her in the middle of it and Roger replies, Mary is more cracked than you. <laughs> well, I knew Roger would come back with that. Yeah. Roger would always slag me. and uh, uh, Yeah, well, I was better than I was. <coughs> I was um, she's more cracked than me because I had to always mind Ron and put him to bed and stuff when he, when he went wild. Um, would that be his side of the story as well? Or? But, yeah. yeah, he knows I always I watched him. And maybe that was a bad thing because he could... He could um, he knew I'd make sure he got home to bed safe and minded him. Um, but you know what? It, there's there's more mums like my mum out there that, you know, it means a lot to them. And I yeah. think that's... I got emotional on Saturday in commentary because um, it is very special. And you, look, none of us are feeling, God, we're, we're back. Mm. This is We're going to win the European Cup next year. We're going to win the league. The challenge for him now, and you know what? So be it. Enjoy the moment now because this is a story of, you know, real kind of resilience as well. And if you lose seven games in the league and draw one, so out of 18 games, you've you've won 10 games and you've really just ro- you roll up your sleeve, finish fifth and to come from where they <clears throat> they came from, you know, even Glasgow away there in that that quarterfinal um They've shown a doggedness here that that <clears throat> they're great things that you can have. You know, if you have all the skills in the world and you're lacking heart and passion, well, it's hard to kind of build that in a team. So a lot of the good fundamentals are there. Of course, they've got to get better um, and develop and there's still more depth needed in, in certain areas of the team. So... <clears throat> There's no, there's no one going to get carried away here and think that this is, this is now Munster back. They're going to win European Cups and URCs every year. They've got to work hard on it. But you know the lovely part about this, Shane, is they have reconnected with the fans. They've given a little bit of joy and hope. And uh, <clears throat> I know people. I met people in Cape Town who I remember when I met my debut back in '96, '97, Munster who were part of a tiny cohort of people who went to Cardiff to Harlequins to those first European games that I played in Mm. 1997. So to see those people still there, um, they've aged a bit, we all have, but um, it's special for them. So it was really good to see it. And I think, I keep saying it, Graham Roundtree and the whole group deserve massive credit because they were unfit at the start of the season Mm. for the type of game they were trying to play. And... They got it right. So not just the coaches, but the fitness people and every all the backroom, Steve. There's a big effort gone in there, really with your backs against the wall. So we, and I said, I'll say it again, Leinster opened the door here with the semi-final. 
okay, if Leinster picked their full team, it's highly, highly unlikely. But you, what we've seen from this team and the fight that they've shown, who who knows? I'm Monster not, were missing players as well. It has to be like only a few players, but yeah, yeah, they were missing players. kind of crucial players. But um, there's so many players in this group who've really enhanced themselves, you know, and and um, put themselves in a place where where they can now kind of walk with their chests around a little bit, which is great for the first preseason in yeah. a long time. We're we're bang out of time, Quinny, but very briefly, just the the Irish squad being named today, the 45 man squad. So that'll be a course cut to 33 <coughs> for the World Cup. But really, if you're not picked in the 45 today, then you, your chances of playing the World Cup are slim. So the likes of Hodnett, Nash, Klein, would you expect them to be to be included? I, I don't know about expected, but I think they should be. Shane Daly, Calvin Nash, um, John Klein for me has been unbelievable. And I think he deserves another shot at it. I think he's been dismissed after 2019. He played eight, started 18 or 19 games this year and his skills have improved dramatically. His work rate is through the roof and I think he deserves a shot at it. John Hodnett, Gavin Coombs, um, Mike Haley had a great game the other day. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of competition for sure. But there's certainly guys here, as I said, to play the other day that Andy Farrell and, and his coaches would look at and say, right, OK, that's a high level now. Mm. John Hodnett out in that field looked like a machine. He's chopping tackles. Yeah. And they're Springboks. They're big, strong, powerful guys. He's charging up the wing. He scores a brilliant try. Um, so... Yeah, there's a there's a couple of players here who who definitely will feel very hard done by, and it'll be a shame if they're not in the mix. And and I keep saying it, John Klein, he should be in there. Yeah, we'll keep a good eye on that squad. It'll be fascinating to see what 45 players Andy Farrell opts for later on today. Quinny, great stuff. Thanks. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. 